What is up, everybody? It is Thursday, February 10th. I'm Tyler, and today we're just going to talk about training goals. So training goals. What do, what do I mean? I mean, what are you practicing for? Right? I think you have to know that answer in order to better prepare yourself every time you pull your rifle out, whether it's to dry fire or it's to go live fire, like what's the big picture goal because you've got small and big picture big picture is that ultimate goal right and how do you reach that well you're going to reach that big goal by going out with a plan right you need a thousand small little goals to get to that one big ticket item you want to be a better hunter how are you going to practice you're gonna extend your range as a hunter. How are you gonna practice? You wanna be a better competitor. What areas do you need to focus on? You wanna get on that sniper SWAT team. You wanna be in that military SWAT team. You wanna be a better military sniper. What are you going to practice? Too many times we see you just go to the range, lay down on the prone, shoot some groups, shoot off a barricade, but the training is not a focused training so yeah you're gonna get better if you're doing the right shit you're gonna get better but the process may take a little longer because you're not focused on a goal so I encourage you to go out and choose a goal that you can actually strive to reach with a plan and that's where our small ticket items that small picture right every practice session what's the goal what are you leading up to? So if I take, for example, our private student yesterday. A private student yesterday, he wants to be a better shooter overall. Now he has aspirations of competing. He's just not there yet. So every time we come out and we meet up, it's a weekly thing. Every time we meet up, we are constantly focusing on fundamentals, deliberate actions, and building good positions. Why? Because we want to build those habits. Because uh, probably one, t you know, one time per session, I will put him in a competition scenario so that he feels that stress of being under the clock. He feels that pressure and he can see why it's so important that we focus on the fundamentals. We focus on the positions. We focus on that bone support, that natural point of aim, because he's starting to realize that every time he gets put under this time pressure, he's not to the point where he has the habits yet to fall into those positions naturally. Stop worrying about time is a big one, right? 
So this training session was fundamentally based. We started off nice and slow. Shoot a group in the prone, right? Shoot a cold bore shot. And then we got up off the ground. We started shooting from the tripod. But today was a little different because every single drill that we did right-handed, we did left-handed to get him to focus on all the small details that goes into taking that shot. And when you're not used to shooting with your non-dominant side, it feels weird, it feels alien. So now in order to take that shot and be just as accurate, you have to focus on every single little detail. Do I have the right body alignment? Is my reticle moving vertical when I breathe? What does my hand do? How is my grip? How is my finger placement on the trigger? Am I focusing on the reticle? How's my cheek? Is my head tilted? Am I straight up and down? Is the buttstock placed on the collarbone where it's supposed to go? These are all small little details that you take for granted when you shoot with your dominant side because you are so used to doing it. So you gotta take yourself out of the comfort zone. And with that, like I said, every single position, tripod, barricade, it didn't matter. If we were gonna do it right-handed, we were gonna do it left-handed. So that's how we started off the day. There was no time limits. There was just focusing on building good positions, different positions from barrels, from wood structures, from you know tank traps, from tripods. We try to spread it out so that he's constantly having to think about applying the principles of supported positions and not just getting used to shooting from one specific barricade. We want him to use his brain and not get so used to specific things to shoot from. So we got to change it up. And I also started throwing in a little problem solving. Hey, you got to shoot from this, but you can position it any way that you want. So now he's thinking. All right. And again, this is all no time limit because we have to foster good habits. And time just starts to stress you out and put you in positions where you rust and you start to sacrifice. We're not there yet, all right? So these are all small picture. And then we move to our field course. And the field course, the entire focus today was not shooting off of any rock structures, but tripod deployment. Getting used to getting into the position that you want. I want to be here. And then building your tripod to fit your position but being efficient about it. We don't want to set the tripod up and then get the rifle up and it's not good, so then we got to take it all down and fix it and then put it back up. That's not how we want to do this. So we start working on methods to deploy the tripod so that when you put that rifle on top of that bag or that clamp, you are in the position that you want to be in and you're ready. Maybe a small adjustment here or there but for the most part, you're being efficient with your movements, right? Talk about deliberate actions. This is another small training goal that we focused on. Deliberate actions. If you're going to use a bag to shoot off a support or a bag to shoot off of a tripod or, you know, whatever. If you are doing something, it may take or feel like it takes more time to deliberately place that support item. It's going to feel that way. 
but ultimately in the end it's going to take less time by setting up your gear the right way than it is to just throw your bag on top of something stick your rifle up there and realize that the bag is not positioned the way that you want it now you're fumbling now you're moving now the rifle's not stable are you going to take the time to fix it or are you not going to take the time to fix it deliberate actions efficiency of movement all right so this is what his training was all about efficiency of setting up the tripod focusing on the fundamentals building a good position and every time he gets into a position, my question to him is, is this the best position that you can get into? And if he can't say yes, then he's got to fix it, right? Somebody's got to be there to constantly push you, push you, push you, right? And if nobody's there, then you have to push yourself. So you got to ask yourself, is this the best that I can do? And then you fix it. So like you can call it phase training. When you go to the range, when you're dry firing, right? You should be able to break your training down into phases. You want to focus on skill sets to get better over the long term. Well, let me tell you, success is a long road. It's not built overnight. So develop a plan. It's like working out. You want to work out, you want to run faster, you want to lift heavy. It takes time to get to that level. So every day you grind, grind, grind. And then eventually you reach that level, right? But you don't think about the end goal. You know that your plan is going to get you to that end goal. You just think about the day. Working through the problems, getting through that day, and then you work the next day, and then you work the next day, before you know it, you will be getting closer and closer to that big goal. So we talk about phase training, right? When we take our private student out, lay down on the 100-yard line, and we go through our checklist. What is your mental checklist to prepare to fire? It's every single time. Why? Because I never want him to get into a position where he forgets to set his parallax, he forgets to dial his dope, he forgets to observe the wind. We can't have that, so we build that habit from the beginning. Then he gets into his position, he sets his buttstock, he checks his natural point of aim, he fine tunes his parallax, and then after every single shot, he's calling out where the reticle went after recoil because that tells us how his position is that tells us how his buttstock and the collarbone is set up we always focus on bone support natural point of aim right these are phase one fundamentals and every single time we meet up this is the first thing that we do because we got to start the day off correct then we can start to move into the other phases like phase two now that you've worked through your habitual training right phase one habitual fundamental training now phase two we start to work on areas that we need right areas that we want to focus on today to get us to that long-term goal so after we did the tripod employment 
working on efficiency, setting up the tripod, we closed out the basically areas of need, the phase two training with shooting from a barricade. So imagine a PRS style barricade. All we're doing is shooting from four positions at a 400 yard target, two shots from each position. Now, I'm timing him, but he is not under time. He is going to complete this entire drill. But we did it six times. Because every single time we were learning something new. He was learning something new. Slowing down. Not rushing the process. Like I said, time has the ability to force you to want to go fast. You have to fight that need. Right? You need to value hits over getting the shot off. If the shot's not there, why would you take it? So we spent time working on efficiency, deliberate actions, how to place your bag on the barricade and not have to mess with it once it's placed. How to get into position, how to reduce the amount of steps it takes to go from here to there. Do I want to start from the right and go left? Do I want to go left and move right? Start getting into the strategy part of attacking this barricade. So we spent a little bit of time on that just trying to work out some of the kinks, right? To give him a little taste of what the competition side feels like. We also worked on time to first shot. So he gets ready he's holding his rifle he's got his gear in hand ready go he gets on the barricade he gets on target and he takes his shot the first shot was 25 seconds okay good now we have a baseline so then we talk about what he could do different how could he position the bag in his hand how could he deliberately place that bag on the barricade how could he get on target? Watch the muzzle cross the target as he sets the rifle down so that he's getting that general natural point of aim so that he's building that body alignment naturally from the beginning. And then we did another round, right? And these are just one shot drills. And his next one, he was 18 seconds. His third one, he was 16 seconds. Eventually we got down to 14 seconds but we got to keep working on it. This is just part of the phase training, but we can eventually take some of these phase two trainings where we've started to work out some of the kinks and we can move them to phase one where we start to build those habits, right? But you have to, you have to take phase two for what it is. It's your opportunity to break things down and figure out what's working, what's not working, and how to improve on it. Then you can move it to your phase one or your warm-up, right? If you want to call it a warm-up. And then again, like I said, we went through multiple, multiple drills of this same barricade, the same target, and just trying to improve. Breaking down what you do wrong. Where could you improve? Watch this video. Check this out. Look what you did here. It's not sexy. It's not high speed. But it's improvement. And that's what we're looking for.
And then to close out the day, it's just a phase three we're solidifying, right? By either practicing fundamentals, having a nice warm down drill, or just having a debrief to solidify and close out what we accomplished for the day so that what we learned is not lost. You write it down in your journal, we talk about it, we debrief, and now the day's over. We don't need to fill the entire day with 50 different practice items. We gotta have a plan. So the next time Eric comes out and he's ready for his private session, we have this training that we've already done and we're just gonna keep building on it. We're gonna keep building on it. We don't want him to go into the competition scene, which he is interested in, feeling like he's not prepared. There's a difference between never having been there and maybe having some jitters, maybe having some nervousness, but having no experience whatsoever, so you're just getting beat down and demoralized versus having a plan to go into this type of setting so that you can improve and be ready for what's going to get thrown at you. And you're not going to be 100% ready, but the idea is that it's motivating you to keep going after you get your ass beat, right? Because we all get our ass beat in our first competition. Every single one of us, we just, bam, slap in the face, right? So I would encourage you this weekend, right? Go maxordnate.com, print up some of our free targets, have a plan. Go into this with a plan. Say, you know what? Here's my big picture goal. It could be, I want to get better at, you know, first round hits. So how are you going to do that? Well, what goes into a first round hit? You got wind, you got position, you got tripod. You've got all of these things. So now you have to come up with specific training exercises that will help you to start accomplishing each one. Don't forget to go back and cover what went well and what went wrong. That's part of the debrief. And you should be doing it not just at the end of the training, but after every single drill, you should be evaluating, what can I do? Why did I have so much left and right movement? Oh shit, you know what? I didn't have complete bone support. I was using a lot of muscle and my natural point of aim was slightly off. I didn't check my natural, you know what? Let me run this again. And then you run it again. It might take you longer, right? Forget about the time. The time will come. When I was talking with Eric, our private student, and he's like, man, I gotta do this in 90 seconds. I'm like, well, if, you, if this was a competition, yes, you would have to do this in 90 seconds. I'm like, don't worry about the time right now. So we run through the first drill and he goes way over the time. And the first thing was like, look how you're holding your bag. Hold your bag like this. Now, when you go to set that bag down, I want you to do it this way, deliberately. It's gonna feel slower, but it's gonna be faster in the long run because you're not fumbling with it. He's like, oh shit, that's right. Fight the need to go fast. Instead, think about being efficient. This goes for everything. This is not just competition. I'm just using competition as a example because of what this student's goals were. 
You think you don't want to be efficient when you're hunting? You don't want to be efficient when you're a military or law enforcement sniper? Efficiency is where speed is built. It eliminates your need to have to rush through the process because your movements are efficient. The more solidified your fundamentals become, the more fast, the more speed you will accumulate. So don't focus on speed, focus on perfection. Focus on building good habits. And I promise you, you're gonna reach your goals. You just have to figure out what your goal is and then figure out what those small training check marks are gonna be that'll help you get there. All right, so if you are not a Patreon subscriber, this is the end of the episode. I appreciate you guys supporting us and listening. I hope you guys take something out of this. Get out to the range this weekend, have fun, kick some ass, and throw up some posts. Tag Max Ordnance in there. We want to see what your training looked like this weekend. Talk about what you focused on. Tell us if this podcast helped you. Give us any kind of feedback. We're all for it. Until next week, this is Tyler. I wish you guys a good weekend. Don't forget about Valentine's Day. It's coming up. I don't want any of you guys in the doghouse. So until then, I will see you guys later.